If I've not had the chance to meet you, my name is Kurt. I've been up here a couple of times today. I serve as lead pastor here at the Vineyard, and I get the privilege to continue us in our series, The Jesus Way. And before I do that, I need to ask you to do something for me. So would you just go ahead and say yes to whatever I'm about to ask? Ah, okay. I'm going to ask you to pray. I, I'm, I'm asking this week that you would pray for me, that you would pray for our staff and our leadership team. And here's why. You might have heard there was an announcement from the great state of Texas about a, a statewide mandate and some kind of decisions from government. And here's what I want you to know. Uh, we are taking this very seriously, as we have for a year now. And I want to lead us in, in three things. The kingdom of God is an invitation to freedom. Period. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I think the work of God for you and for me is freedom. The kingdom of God is a community. Which means I, in my freedom, will surrender personal for the sake of my community. And a number of you have done that for a long time. And I'm significantly grateful for the sacrifices you are already making. I was thinking about the fact that when Governor Abbott shared the news about the timeline for uh, mask mandates, if you haven't seen the headlines, that's what I'm referring to, and it being lifted, Governor Abbott uh, gave a date, and um, he said a couple things. He invited us to personal responsibility. He invited us to consider experts in the field and what are being said from healthcare people and a variety of sources. And I started thinking about what it's like to be a family. And that's what we are here. This is a church family. And the reason I want you to pray is this. Masks do not determine the mission of God for the people that God loves. And so we recognize there's a decision to be made, and um, we will give clarity on what's decided and how we're going to handle it. But what I know is this, the decision from the governor does not change the personal feelings anybody in this room had before this decision and probably after. And in a family, not everybody is going to be agreed, and there won't everybody be on the same page. And so I think it's kind of interesting that months ago, we had planned a sermon series called The Jesus Way. And today, the text is Luke 9. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. That was planned months ago. So here's why I'm asking you to pray. We take the decisions of the safety of this community very seriously. We take the mission of God to love people who are far from God into relationship with God very seriously. We take the mission of Jesus to be followers of Jesus and disciples of Jesus in all aspects of our life very seriously because we want people to be free. I want people to be free. Jesus said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to the oppressed, to set the captives free. And I don't want mandates to get in the way of our mission. And we're going to figure it out as a community. 
And we're going to walk it out as a community. So I just want you to know, like, I'm aware of it. And I'm seriously asking you to pray. And this isn't like pray like I would pray before basketball games, like, Lord, let us win. Lord, I know there's other people on the other team that love you, but they don't love you as much as I do, so God, just give us victory. (laughs) It's not that prayer. This is, God, would you give me your heart for this moment so that we, your church, can be your church to the people who have need. Would you help us be a family who might not all agree but can love one another? Would you help us be a family that will show grace and kindness to one another? So that the unity of this body would be a a light of hope to a world that's trying to figure that out. Can you pray? Please do. And if you don't, I won't take it personally. In week one of this series, Alan gave an incredible message that invited us to two primary things, to live relationally, to live missionally. And I'm so thankful for that. Jesus calls us into the mission of the kingdom every day, every day. Wherever you are, the mission of the kingdom, right where you are, the way God's made you, the way God's shaping you, step into it. Share the hope of Jesus. Ask people how they're doing on their faith journey. Ask if you can pray for them. Live relationally. And live missionally. Last week, he encouraged us to pray persistently. So if you won't pray on my request, just go back to his message and just understand Scripture calls us to pray persistently in crisis, in the common things of life, all day, every day. And today is the the day that Jesus calls us to self-denial. The Jesus way is self-denial. I just think, oh man, why did I get to preach this one? It's Jesus. It's what he says. We can take him seriously for what he's calling us to. And here's the thing. I realize that this is very much culturally, uh, this is counterculture. The the text that we're going to see in Luke 9 today with Jesus is very much counter to the culture that we have all been raised in for the most part, which is a culture of independence. It's a culture of self-reliance. It's a culture of self-actualization and self-realization. The kingdom of God says if you want to be your own God, you will go your own way. But if you want to follow Jesus, you have to go the Jesus way. And you might go kicking and screaming. But when we begin to see the holiness of God and the worthiness of God and the reality that God created and is good and is full of love, no greater gift that we can give than to deny ourselves and lay ourselves fully at the feet of Jesus in worship and follow him. We're going to start in Luke 9, verse 18. I'm going to set up kind of the main focus of our text. And so if you want to read along, we highly encourage you to download the free Bible app called YouVersion. It's a great resource. It'll be on the screen behind me. But this is what it says in Luke 9, verse 18. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, 
Others say Elijah, and still others, that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. As I was reading that, I just thought it was so interesting that the crowds were like saying he wasn't even some new person. He was just a like reborn old person who had died. I don't know. It's it just interesting to me. He was like some dead celebrity come back to life. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? See, that's the question we all need to come to face. Peter answered, God's Messiah, you are the Christ. You are Jesus, God's Messiah. And Jesus, keeping us on our toes, strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. (laughs) And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, He must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly I tell you, some of you are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. And in this interaction, Jesus is looking straight at his disciples and he is saying, this is the Jesus way. I need you to understand who I am. The religious leaders of the day are going to miss it. They're going to accuse me. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. I'm going to be raised to life. The crowd had their opinion. The religious leaders had their opinion. And he's looking at his disciples and he says, who do you say that I am? See, one of the things that I think begins to move us to a place of self-denial is confession. Confession. The confession of our heart and the confession of our life is so central, and Jesus brings his closest disciples to a moment of confession. Who do the crowds confess that I am? Well, you're Elijah. You're a prophet. You're somebody who's been brought back to life. He's like, no, that's coming, though. (laughs) Who do the crowds say that I am? And I don't think Jesus was too worried about that. I don't think Jesus built his identity on who the crowd said that he was. But he wanted to reveal who he was to his closest disciples. And I want to ask you today, who do you say Jesus is? If you are here exploring faith, you are in a great place. I would encourage you to look at scripture and look at Jesus and see the Jesus way. Allow the living God to speak to your heart and to your mind and to your soul because confession sets the course for our life. Who do you say Jesus is? What's interesting is Jesus confesses who he is. He's the suffering servant. Jesus is saying of himself, I will deny myself so that you might live. 
I will deny myself to be obedient to the Father. I will deny myself so that I can make a way for the forgiveness of sins for all, for all time. What is the confession of your life? See, the Jesus way is marked with suffering. As a follower of Jesus, we need to get more comfortable with suffering. And I just want to, I just think this is important to say, following Jesus is not for our comfort. Following Jesus is not so that I can have it easier and I can kind of get more of what I want. Following Jesus is about denying myself so that my life becomes more about God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that the kingdom comes. And I actually embody and live the Jesus way, which is suffering, and it is death. Dying to myself daily teaches me how to walk the Jesus way. This is why persistent prayer is so important. This is why living relationally and living missionally is so important. It is not that we are called to comfort, but that we are called in the way of Jesus. And we live our entire life the way Jesus does. Who do you say Jesus is? See, I think the invitation is that the confession of our life should be Christ be magnified. Christ be magnified in all things that Christ would be the center of attention. Jesus would be the reason we do the things we do. The love that we have for others as we point it back, it's Jesus. It's not because I'm so great. It's not because I have the right theories figured out. It's not because I have the right intellectual journey of my life figured out. It's because the living God has captured my soul and I'm following Jesus to the people Jesus loves. We have to deny ourselves. Because the, here's why. Here's why we have to do it. We're really good at rules and religion. We'll try to take back power. God shared his power with us. We can choose. If we're not careful, we will use the scriptures for our own benefit, for our own protection, for our own ways so that we're comfortable again. And that's not the point. The point is to be surrendered in the presence of God so that daily we are picking up our cross and we are following Jesus. That the voice of God has the same authority in me that the voice of the Father had authority in Jesus so that he was faithful to the end all the way to the cross, trusting God in death for resurrection life. The confession of my life is Christ be magnified. How does that apply for you today? Is that the declaration of your social media feed? Is that the declaration of your lunch appointment this coming Thursday? Is that the declaration that you show your clients when you're there caring for them? Your kids, your significant other, your roommate. The confession of our life should be Christ, be magnified. But here's the only way that it happens. We have to get comfortable with crucifixion. Whoever gets comfortable with crucifixion? It's the most uncomfortable, gruesome way to die. They don't give you painkillers before. It's a slow, agonizing death. And 
in the time that Jesus was crucified, it was the most barbaric, cruel way to be killed. So I have to ask you a question. How did Jesus live his life? Are you comfortable with the fact that Jesus, the Jesus way, leads to crucifixion? I'm just going to be, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to pick on the time that it is. The last year has been remarkably disappointing. And like, I had a birthday almost a year ago. Nobody came. No shade, no shame. I didn't invite you. And guess what's coming up? It's weird. It comes every year. It's just younger and younger. I don't know what it is to be crucified. you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Jesus. If you want to be my disciple, pick up your cross daily and follow me. I don't know what that means for you right now. I actually think the whole point is that we in humility would say, God, show me where it is that you are asking me to follow you, and I will say yes. What is it right now that you're calling me to surrender and to lay down and to have humility and to have trust and to say, even though I see it so differently, I lay that at your feet and I crucify that thought, I crucify that feeling, I crucify that pride, and I follow you because Jesus, this is how you lived. What would it be like for the church to look more like Jesus and be a people of crucified surrender so that in all things, it's not my opinion and this person's opinion and individual opinions. It is the opinion of Jesus and it is the way of Jesus for a day and time that people need what Jesus offers, which is a life crucified. But the story doesn't finish there because he says, I have power over death and I will surrender myself into the grave so that you can be free. We need the crucifixion. And it's the most uncomfortable part of the story. The cross that Jesus bore is the cross the church is to bear. Ministry is not a matter of power and privilege, but of humility and service. It's actually about community. I saw a great meme this week, and it was this interesting moment. There's a guy named Paul, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. Before he became a follower of Jesus, he was known for killing Christians. Okay? So think about this for a second. First part of his life, killing Christians. Meets Jesus, radical conversion, has an understanding of the cross and the resurrection power of Jesus, leads tons of people into the kingdom of God. And then what happens to him? He dies. 
And he spends eternity in heaven with the community of believers. And guess who were there cheering for him? The people he killed. See, the community of Jesus is a community where we die to ourselves and we enter into a better story and a better truth, and that is a community of forgiveness and grace and mercy, and we call people to Jesus. And it is the way of crucifixion. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. And it is an humble surrender. In humble surrender. Deny yourself. Daily pick up your cross and be a disciple. Follow Jesus. Jesus has to have ultimate authority on all things in my life. All things. Warren Worsby says it this way in his commentary. There's some really good commentary on this text. The closest contemporary word to disciple is probably apprentice. A disciple is one who learns. One who learns by living and working with his teacher in a daily hands-on experience. Hands-on experience. It's not just capturing intellectual knowledge that you just get more and more and more and more and more information. It is that you are there hands-on understanding how to walk this out And he goes on to say, too many Christians are content to be listeners who gain a lot of knowledge, but who have never put that knowledge into practice. We must first say no to ourselves, not simply to pleasures or possessions, but to self. We have to say no to ourselves and follow Jesus. This is uncomfortable. Everybody in the room should be mad that you came to church today. The problem is it has nothing to do with coming to church. It has everything to do with following Jesus. We should all be more and more uncomfortable. And when we find there's something in my life that's screaming like, I want to do it my way, it has to die and be set at the feet of Jesus. And when we realize we're selfish and when we realize we're self-entitled, when we realize we think we know it all and we know it best, that's pride. And we need to ask for forgiveness and we need to follow Jesus. Jesus is the suffering servant. We will probably suffer if we're going to follow in the way of Jesus. And it will set you free. It will set you free. Because ultimately it's about connection. Daily deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. You are being invited to walk with the living God every day moment of every day. And that is the best thing I can offer you. You don't have to hear my voice in your ear every day. The living God wants to walk with you in Jesus, in his word. We should be spending time in his word. And when we experience it, it's about relational connection. We need to walk with Jesus You cannot crucify yourself. You can only yield your body and let God do the rest. The invitation as a disciple of Jesus is to walk with Jesus, to ask God about every day and every decision and every relationship and say, show me what it looks like to be your follower in this moment, in this season, in this journey. I thought about it. If I was going to try to crucify myself, I just, I could get that one down. 
I can get these, and then I got one arm. I can't, like, I can't do it. We have to just totally commit and surrender and say, I am yours. God, can I be connected to you? I want to be connected to you in all the good news that you have for me. And part of the good news is I'm set free from the sin of self. And that it's all about me and it's all on me and I have to figure it all out and I can come and receive the power of the living God for every day. Know his voice, obey his words, and walk with Jesus. If you are here today and you are not walking with Jesus, you are not denying yourself, you are being invited to live a different way today. Jesus is saying, come with me. I will show you the way of love. I will show you the way of life. I will show you hope. I have what you need for every day, for every situation, for every circumstance. I'm the best financial advisor. I'm the best relational expert. I'm the person who understands reconciliation, who understands how you were made and the purpose for which you were made. Come, follow me. It is about connection. Confession, crucifixion, and connection is the way of Jesus. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. I want to leave you with this illustration because it made sense to me. And then I'm going to let it be quiet for a second because I, I really believe the Holy Spirit is here. I believe that God wants to speak to us. And I have no prescribed idea what God needs to speak to you about today. But I believe God is bigger than me and no matter how much I've denied myself and no matter how much I've surrendered, I believe God always has more for me because I have not gotten to my full, the fullness of God in me is not yet. Which means God is always saying, here's another part, Kurt. Here's another place in your heart that you have not given me full authority. Here's another way that you see the world and you don't see it the way I see it and you need to lay yourself down, pick up your cross and follow me. Over these last months, judgment and division have been present. Anybody felt that? Anybody felt like there's been some judgment out there? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. What's interesting is earlier in the book of Luke, Jesus talks about this. In Luke 6, he says this, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. He's shaping a community of forgiveness. This is good news. But listen to the imagery that he gives here. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Here's what I think we need to do. I think we need to stop looking at them, and we need to be willing to say, what about me? What about us? I've been, I've been guilty of this. Look out at the world. The world is a mess. And I started thinking like, oh, no, the church is too. That's right. Like, we're imperfect people gathering in community. So here's what I think. I don't think... I don't want to be the kind of leader that's like, oh, look, it's so bad out there. It's like, God, would you allow me to look at me? 
What about our own local church? What about our community? How can we follow you? And then as we, as we do the hard work of forgiveness, as we're taking planks out of our eye, we'll be like, oh, that feels so much better. And then we can go with kindness and grace and mercy all around. Look at this picture of this eyeball. Okay, how many of you have had something in your eye and it like hurts like crazy and it makes you blink like crazy and it makes your eye water? It's like tiny. It's like you can't even see it. That's how small, right? Like itty bitty bitty, itty bitty. Now look at this next picture. Okay, if one of those was coming through my eye, I think I would be in a little bit of pain. I wouldn't be looking for water going, oh, like splash it out. Like, <laughs> I would be like, get me to the ER. Like my brain is done. Sawdust, plank. Look at this next picture. As followers of Jesus, this is where we are called. In loving kindness, we call ourselves to repentance because it is the work of God. And as we understand the mercy and grace and the goodness of God, we can with delicate care love one another and say, man, listen to what God did in my life. He took this plank out of my head. Great plastic surgeon, I know, it looks good. But I'm changed. This is the work of God in me. And they'll go, and now I know how to walk with other people for small things, for big things, because I'm daily experiencing the crucified life that Jesus calls us to. Do not judge, but love with the love of Jesus, which is those who will be my followers will deny themselves and daily pick up their cross. Let's stand together. I'm going to pray a prayer of invitation, and here's what I actually believe. I was praying for you this week, and I believe that God has freedom for as many people who want it. And here's what I mean. As soon as I say that, there, is, there are things in your life that you are not free of, and you don't need to tell me about them. You can. In a community like this, we should share those things with one another. But here's what I'm, I'm being very serious. I was praying this week, and I felt like the Lord said, I want to set people free. And it happens at the cross. It happens because of the cross. It happens because we're a community of forgiveness. And I believe the Holy Spirit will just speak to you. And if you, and if this is so new to you, you're like, this is, why are you saying like Holy Spirit and like God speaking to me? I don't know what you're talking about. Here's what we believe. We believe God created everything, that God is good, that God is at work. God is the, the best possible source of life you could ever connect to, and God loves you. And we believe that because God is living and alive, that God wants to speak to you, you can hear his voice. And I just believe that for wherever you are on your journey, the Holy Spirit loves to just draw things to the surface and just tell you that God has more for you and you can experience freedom. And so I'm going to just pray over the room as a whole. And if you, want to, if you want to say yes to connection and relationship with God today, I just want you to come down here at the end. We'll have some people available to pray. We want to celebrate with you. We want to encourage you. If you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus. Where is it that God is calling you to greater self-denial? Where is it that you can pick up your cross in new ways? God, I thank you for this community and the work that you're doing. I pray that you would free us from judgment, 
because we're so captured by forgiveness. God, I pray even right now that you would just begin to speak to people and your Holy Spirit would move on lives, that you would bring us to places of confession, that we would embrace the cruciform life just like you, Jesus, because in Luke 9, you call us to it. But we would understand it is all about connection with you, that we would follow you, Jesus, in all things. Come with your voice. May we give you authority in our lives. May we find our identity in you, our purpose in you. And may we be a community who are so captured by forgiveness that it is what we give more freely than ever before to anyone who needs it. God, do the good work in our lives so that we can tell that incredible story that the planks in our eyes, the planks in our eyes, would you just remove them so that we can walk with people when they feel that sawdust? You are the living water. Come and wash over our souls and our lives. Come and bring freedom today. We ask, Holy Spirit, would you come and bring freedom from the things that are oppressing us, freedom from the things that are holding us back, freedom from the lies and the sin that entangle us, that we might see you clearly, Jesus, because you love us and you love people. So teach us how to be a community of self-denial, that we might be a community of Jesus followers who walk in the way of Jesus. We bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.